Necessity is the mother of invention So get ready for a mother of a ride Gas up your laptops, your tablets and devices Cause our asses are all quarantined inside More and more every day The world just feels so very far away Less and less things to do So pull up a chair and let us talk to you I'm Summer. And I'm Cody. And this is the More and More Everyday Podcast. He's a fifth grade teacher. She's a historian. And this is a daily blog and interview series brought to you by the South Phoenix Oral History Project to capture and preserve the stories of students and teachers in the COVID-19 era. Welcome. On today's show, we check in with Cameron, a student who is in his final semester at South Mount Community College. Cameron shared how he's dealing with the transition to online classes and how his plans to transfer to a four-year university may be impacted by COVID-19. How are you? How are things going? I'm good. I'm good. Still a little bit bored, but just just taking day by day. How about you? Oh, I'm good. I'm not bored because I found ways to fill my time, but mm-hmm. um, I was very, very understimulated for about a week there. So that's partly why I launched this blog because otherwise I was going kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So um, when you look back on the last, in my opinion, it's been about three weeks of, of weirdness, right? Like a completely new world we're living in for about three weeks so far. When you look back on those yeah. weeks, what are some highs of the experience and what are some lows of the experience? The highs, the highs I would say, uh, I feel like with the coronavirus happening and everything like that, I feel like it has, how can I put this, um, has made us kind of like more, like have, like decide to be more clean, like washing your hands and sanitizing and stuff more and like really just taking care of yourself and not trying to get sick. So that's one of the highs I'd probably say. The lows, um, just every, you see in every day when you turn to the news that more and more people are getting sick your favorite athletes, your favorite celebrities, just people in general, um, high-ranking people in the government are just are getting this too. I would probably say that's the lows. It's just so scary the way it's being talked about. Mm-hmm. And so when you hear people are contracting it or testing positive for it, it's, it's like you worry for them. And um, yeah. so that can be a low for sure. And then you mentioned you're bored. So why, why is that a... I mean, would you call that a low that you're bored? I wouldn't say I'm. I just uh, I wouldn't say it's particularly low. It's just I'm so used to like doing stuff and being up and about and going places and like I'm rarely at home. Like most of the time, the only time I probably be at home is probably either on a Friday or a Saturday, and not really even Saturday. So take that one out of question. Um mainly like a Friday and that's like right before I get my hair cut or, or I'm just doing homework or just clean up around the house or doing like, um, housework. But, but it's like, I can run out of that, that type of stuff to do. So, so it's just pretty much just exercising, trying to do, trying to do as much work as I can. Um, and then just everything else is just like, try, try to make fun of it, but still just like boring, like at times because I'm, I know, like, my mom, she just had surgery, so 
Um, so playing, so like when I play Uno with her, that's like my fun time. <laughs> that's my fun time. So that's pretty much it. But then it's like it's like you kind of get to a point where it's like you're bored and you have nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. I know that. And then when you fill your time with something like exercising or cleaning, or for me, it's I'm doing a lot of writing. Mm-hmm. It's hard to relax after you're done with all that, right? Because you're still in yeah. your home. You're still kind of wandering around looking for, looking mm-hmm. for something to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Cameron, something I'm fascinated by as a historian is this concept of the watershed moment. So I really, historians like to track change over time. And we also really like looking for a moment in history where everything kind of changed or shifted. Um, And so looking back over the course of the last two or three weeks, can you pinpoint a day or a moment when everything changed for you on account of this virus? Um, I think it's, if it was probably what two, like you said, wow, three weeks ago is really when it really got big, big. But um, I think it's when the basketball player, Rudy Gobert, when they found out he had it, and NBA season was suspended because I was I was watching and I was watching basketball that night, and they and they said they said the game was getting canceled and I, and I was like I was like why I was like he's just sick and I had already knew about coronavirus but I wasn't thinking about that but that was that was the day where it really hit me and I was like I was like this is serious. Yeah, thank you. I think it's been um, a lot of us have have reacted in that way to external things, right? So seeing the grocery store or seeing, you know, our favorite teams getting uh, their schedules canceled or players or athletes or actors. Um, So I think you're in good company with that one. So um, how many classes were you taking or are you taking right now? Um, It was just two. Okay. Talk to me generally about how you've been, um, how you were initially contacted about the school closing and things going online, and then how are your teachers staying in contact with you? Um, I was first contacted by email, and then when I logged into Canvas one day, I seen it, and I was like, I was like, okay. It was just an okay moment. It was shocked, but I was like, I like, I understand what they're doing. But, um, the way that my teacher has kept contact with me, he has posted, because um, that's History 102, he's posted, like, videos of stuff that we was going to learn that week. or And then our assignments are, like, our homework, our chapter reviews. That's in um, that's in Canvas, so that's all I got to do. It's, it's pretty much easy. It's not too much of a difference, just not being in person with him. That's the only difference. But everything everything for his class is pretty much online. And how does how does all that feel as a student? How are you adjusting to this new interaction? Uh, it's kind of, it's kind of different. I mean, I mean, you always could I always could have did that way, like work from work from home because, like I said, most of the stuff is online. Cause I always just did that, but it's kind of strange not being able to meet with a person in in person, like because it's because you just because for me as a student, I believe. I've always believed it's always like me and my teacher in person because you get to get a sense of how they are, what type of person they are, and that type of stuff. And then you grow good relationships with them. 
So it's kind of, so it's kind of strange. It's kind of strange. I'll admit that. Well, thank you. How about um, what's something in the last couple of weeks that you've learned to do or a tool either online or at home, something that you've experimented with that you never had a chance to do before? Well, I won't say, I won't say experimented with, um, but it was, you know how you had said you were writing, that you've been doing a whole lot of writing? Yeah. I used to, I used to write poems a lot um, when, I first, when I first got into college when I was like 18, and then even before that, I used to just like writing poems out of nowhere based on like what I was feeling at the moment or just thoughts. So I kind of got back into like writing more. So. So I could kind of say that's probably it. That's wonderful. I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, so what are you doing to establish some sense of normalcy, to, to give yourself any kind of routine or um, comfort? Um, basically, it's, for me, it's pretty much still the same. It's still the same stuff I was doing before, but it's just like I said, I'm usually always out, so so it's basically like doing like washing the dishes when I wake up in the morning, get on the computer, see what's on canvas, see if I need to do anything right now, or decide if I want to come back to it later and finish it up later, and then possibly um, take take out the trash. Never know with that. Sometimes just like tidy up something, and then it's just pretty much watch TV and then then go back to assignment later on. So it's it's not really different. It's just it's just like I said, I'm usually out and I love being out too. So yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so would you say that having assignments in Canvas and communication through Canvas or email, has that helped a little bit to make this not feel so radically different? Yeah, I, I would say that. I would say that hundred percent. It don't yeah, having having the assignments in Canvas don't make it like all the way different. It's just it's just that missing factor of meeting with your teacher. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. and having had you in class myself, you're really dynamic in person, and you're dynamic online as well. But um, you can tell that you like people, so I bet it's kind of tough to be away from people right now. Yeah, I was. That's funny that you say that because I was I was telling my mom that the other day. I was like, I was like. Uh, like sometimes I know how how I am like like um uh, how can I say this um like by myself but by like I was like I love people I like I love being around people. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. So, do you have a quote or a mantra that helps you get through hard times like this? Uh, usually. Usually, I just make up my quotes as I go. I don't really, I really don't use quotes by other people. I just make them make up my own, and I don't really got one yet for the time being. But but I'll let you know when I come up with one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big quote person myself either, but some people really are. So I'm always curious what they what they use to motivate themselves. I can only say I could probably say it's been two or three quotes. And I can't remember if it's three. I can't remember two. I just remember it's one by Will Smith, and it refers to money. He said he. I can't remember exactly how it goes, but he says, "If you were, if you're a good person before you had money, you're gonna be a better person after you have money." 
if you are a bad person before you have money, you're going to be a terrible, you're going to be a worse, worse version of that person when you have it. And I was like, I thought about it. I said, and I looked at some celebrities and I said, I wonder were they like good people? And then they turn into better people. And I, I just, that one just stuck with me. And isn't that true of, of everything, right? Like if we were good people before this kind of crisis, we're probably going to continue to be better people. It'll make us stronger. It'll make us more positive. It'll make us more, you know, probably more sanitized and clean. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but people who are struggling right now, I mean, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure some of the demons get in, right? For people who necessarily don't know how to be good all the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Cameron, what were your, what are your plans as a student? I believe you told me you were ready to transfer at the end of the semester, correct? Yeah, I get my associates at the end of the semester. Great. So talk to me a little bit about how, if at all, your plan or trajectory as a student is starting to change during this COVID era. Well, um, well, because like I said, I was going to transfer to ASU. And so this month, well, this month and probably the beginning of next month, I was going to be trying, I was going to try to go down to the ASU campus to get a feel for it. And I know somebody who works there, and she said she was going to show me, like, potential classes that I could take and, like, help me with my major and that type of stuff. And now I really can't because, like, because I don't know if ASU's campus is shut down, but I believe it should be, it should be shut down. But, um, mm-hmm. but that kind of just changed my whole trajectory of, like, of, of not trajectory, changed my whole schedule pretty much. I had, like, a schedule in place, and now it's, like, changed and, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I'm still looking up stuff on online for ASU, but it's just changed up my whole schedule. Are you planning to take um, online classes in the fall in case this continues, or are you hoping for face-to-face classes? I'm hoping for face-to-face, but but like the old saying goes, you got to prepare for the worst, though. So, so if I got to do online classes, I'll I'll do it. I'm I don't like them, but I'll do them. <laughs> Yeah, get through, right? I mean, if you're ready to yeah. transfer and you've been accepted and now you've got some, you know, expertise with online, if that's what it takes, you know, we'll persevere. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you heard that the graduation ceremony was canceled for South and all, really all college campuses in Arizona right now. How are yeah, you I feeling? Heard. Yeah, how are you feeling about that? Um, I, I, won't, I won't really say upset. It's... It's just I was kind of I was kind of thrilled about because I feel like every every person in their life they have like those moments where they're just like so proud of themselves and they be like and they say I did it and for me that was graduating from elementary school graduating from high school and then it was, I was hoping to to hear for a social so it bothered me a little bit but I was but I said I understand it but I was it it, it bothered me but. I just got over this. I understand. Yeah. And there's no, there's no indication that they won't do something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a, there, it looks as though there's plans for an alternative or a future commencement. Mm-hmm. So um, what are you hopeful for? What are you hoping happens eventually well 
first things first, I hope that everyone stops getting this virus and and I hope everyone listens to local gov- governors and and even the White House about staying inside and having social distancing from people and that's one thing that's one thing I want. The second thing is I hope I really hope that we find a cure for this for this virus soon because this is saddening to keep seeing people die from this virus so that's one thing that's one thing I hope I hope most for. Me too. Uh, this is, uh, this is such a weird time in our lives. And I think a lot of people are finding surprises along the way, things they didn't know they could do or things they didn't appreciate before that they appreciate now. Have you had any of those little surprises or aha moments? I would probably say this, this time, this time with my parents right now, because, because I, I made, I made a joke with my mom a few weeks ago. I said, I said, while we're while we're all locked up indoors with each other, I said we're going to either see how much how much we love each other, and, I'm, and I was just talking about our family, but I was talking about other families in America as well. How much we love each other, or how much we despise each other. <laughs> so, so I would say, like being being around my parents was is probably one of like the good things. That's that's one of the good things. Like just. Like they're they're bored too, so like we're trying to make each other laugh and that type of stuff. So, and like I said, my mom just had surgery, so so she's putting a smile on my face every day, seeing her seeing her get better. So so that's good for me. That's great. Do you have um, any fears or concerns about your own life and how this might affect it? Um. Well. Number one fear is I hope I don't catch. I hope I don't get the virus, but um, that's really my only fear right now. So I hope that I don't get the virus. And I hope no none of my family, friends, teachers, anybody close to me, or anybody else in this world gets the virus. So that's that's really my only fear. Is it's it's just it's just that. Yeah. Um. What about in the future, I'm going to be interviewing, I'm interviewing students like you, I'm interviewing um, faculty and teachers across the country. So what are some things that you would want to hear from them if you were to listen to their interviews? Um, they're just their like, their personal thoughts about it, their, feel, their feelings towards, towards what's going on right now. Um, how, how, how you think this will possibly, I don't know how to explain this one, how how it will affect affect the world and like like how can I say it's like a and like their own perspective, like people's own perspective, how it will affect their thoughts, something like that. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah, it's tough, right? It's like you wanna hear, but you also kinda of just wanna know what people think and how they feel and not put any sort of qualifier on it. Mm-hmm. Do you think you'd be at all interested in interviewing other people about their experiences? I think I would. Well, I can send you the list of questions that I've been working on. And if you want to, um, you know, you want to use whatever tools or resources you have to do these interviews mm-hmm. um, and record them, as long as you ask people up front if they give their consent for you to share it, then you mm-hmm. can continue to add more and more people's stories to to our website um, 
my goal for this was really a way to connect with other people on the other side of the screen. Um, I yeah. wanted I wanted to create an emotional and a safe space, just like you and I have had this kind of um, sort of intimate conversation, even though we're across miles and we're using computers. Um, it's still emotional, right? Like it's still personal. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's power there. I really do. Those are, well, those are all of my um, formal questions, but is there anything that you wanted to talk about that I didn't ask? Uh, no, pretty, pretty much I, I, I voice all my, my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it. Um, yeah. well, great. Well, Cameron, what I'm probably going to do is my goal is to have a podcast up and running by the end of the week. I am not... I mean, I'm not like uncomfortable with technology, but I'm definitely not adept at it. So I'm learning yeah. a lot. Um, but I'll probably put your profile on our blog early next week okay. um, with a few little audio clips. And then okay. once we launch the podcast, much of this interview will just be essentially, um, I'll edit a little bit you know, here and there, but your voice is super clear. So okay. we'll be able to just launch it out there. So do you have any closing thoughts for anyone who might be listening to this? Um, my closing thoughts would be anybody who's out there, stay safe. Um, keep, your, keep your distance. Uh, uh, just try, try, not to, try not to be get sick. Uh, wash your hands. Stay clean. And, and I, hope, I hope we get through this. That's awesome. Well, thank you, Cameron. And I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Have a good, safe weekend. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. You can find us at SouthPhoenixOralHistory.com. Send us an email at HistorySouthMountain at gmail.com or find us on social media at SMCC History. Music provided by Jake and Emily Speck. <laughs>